Silver Screen Video. My name is Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Jonathan. What's up, John? Oh, not much. Just pumped for this episode is all. We got a good one for you guys today. We are going to do the official uh, Silver Screen Video Top 10 Science Fiction Movies of the 21st Century. Uh, We are going to, this is going to be a consensus. We are going to make the list uh, on pod. So you guys are going to get to hear our discussions, our debates. Um, this is exactly the type of shit that me and you would probably get up to, uh, in our free time, but, uh, we're going to do it on the pod and we're going to try to create a consensus top 10 list that reflects, uh, both our movie recommendation our, our movie tastes and sort of the tastes of the podcast. And, uh, I don't know, hopefully give you guys some good, uh, current contemporary sci-fi movies to watch. And I'm going to let you know right now, you and the audience, this kitten has claws and I'm ready. So, okay. Okay. So, so first things first, we talked about this off pot a bit. I'm going to read you the definition that okay. I Googled. Right. The, the, the Google pre-filled this, by the way, this is not my grammar. Okay. I, I was, I was searching sci-fi movies and Google pre-filled what is sci-fi movies. Right. So one of the most advanced search engines in existence uh, <laughs> said, what is sci-fi movies? Okay. Definition. Science fiction film or sci-fi film is a genre that uses speculative fictional science-based depictions of phenomena that are not fully accepted by mainstream science, such as extraterrestrial life forms, alien worlds, extrasensory perception, and time travel, along with futuristic elements such as spacecraft and robots. So. Okay. So we now know that. Um, I have two things that we should iron out first. One is, are animated films allowed? Um, I would say yes. I don't see okay. why not. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, and animated films in my on my list. Um, sure. Me so, too. Okay, perfect. It's probably the same one if I had to make a guess. Um, yeah, it probably is. Um, sorry, go ahead. Well, my other thing is, this is the movie we're going to use as an example. This is a movie I love. It's not on my top 10 or anything, but I thought this was a good example movie for us to talk about before we get into the good stuff. Okay. Would a movie like Reign of Fire be a sci-fi movie in your opinion? That's the dragon movie, right? Yeah, with McConaughey and uh, Christian Bell. I don't think so. I mean, and and this is why, okay, this is why, I li- it's like the pornography definition. You know, I, I know it when I see it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah, I think we like part of the reason, part of the way to, to make our way through this is we just have to use like a gut feeling. You know what I mean? Even if a movie is technically a science fiction movie by the definition or by the letter of the law, you know, that doesn't mean we want to have it on our like silver screen video, top 10, you know, science fiction, contemporary science fiction movies. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I think we should just go with our gut on this because I've got one that I don't think qualifies technically as a sci-fi movie, but I'm going to bring it up because, um, well, I'm, I don't know, because I'm going to bring it up and see what you think. Um, I really hope it's the one I told you about that. I would bet money. You are going to bring it up. Uh, if it is, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so let's, let's just jump into it, man. 
Um, well, did did you? I, I can't remember if 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 you did, then uh, then then forget it. But uh, this is our definitive top ten sci fi movies of the twenty first century. I don't know if you right. added that in there. Um, this just is, so this, people know. Yeah, this is the this is the definitive take. If there is another list like this that exists, our list supersedes it. It's more important, uh, more it's thoughtful. Better. It's better in every way, shape, or form. Um. So yeah, so this is this is the definitive list, the top ten science fiction movies of the twenty first century, contemporary sci fi, to put it succinctly. And just to be clear, that only includes the last twenty years, not the nineties, right? Right, right. We're just talking about the past twenty <laughs> years. Oh shit! Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. Uh, Ooh, let not me- on the same page. Let's uh, let's do this thing, man. You want to you want to kick us off? This was your good idea, so so introduce your first pick. Okay, all right. My first pick uh, is the animated movie that I think is on both of our lists, and I think deserves a spot in any conversation about twenty first century science fiction. And it is the Pixar movie Wall-E. What do you think Fuck about yes, this, dude? Oh, absolutely. I was literally looking at it on my list, and I was like, "He's about to say Wally," because there's no other movie I can think of that he could say. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, my my personal list, like I have it as number three. Okay, but uh, I don't know where you had it on your list. Um, so I had it as my number one, to be honest with you. But that's, I, but it's up for negotiation. You know, we can we can switch these around based on you know discussions that we have, but. Like when I think of like interesting, like uh, um, uh, sort of in, not only entertaining, you know, like an old 50s sci fi movie, it's entertaining and fun, but something that is also um, gives you something to think about and that is uh, heartfelt. I mean, dude, I, man, you can't get much better than Wally, man. And it's a fucking great movie. I mean, thought provoking, depressing. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely, you're right. I mean, it, it, this was in the golden age of Pixar when they could do no wrong. Right. Um, so no, no, I, I the only reason it's not uh, number one for me is because there are two movies that I felt from a sci-fi, from a sci-fi perspective, especially my number two film, which was my number one film, but it got knocked down because of another one. Um, these are like hardcore sci-fi, like, okay. like. So I'll go but in and throw before, up. Before we move on, let's 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 just just about Wally really quick. Do you have a favorite uh, scene or like memory about like seeing Wally? Because I know this is a movie both of us probably saw in theaters. Um, you know, I don't know favorite scene, favorite moment from Wally, or anything that sticks out. Because uh, I got a couple in the chamber. For me, I can't narrow it down to a moment. I've seen Wally uh, probably half a dozen times, and. The the thoughtfulness in his eyes. I, yeah. I guess the first time him and Eve meet, um, yeah. his little roach friend, um, like just the fact that he was so content to just go about his job. Like yeah. it's it feels so weird to get emotional about an animated film where the robot where there's no talking for the first forty five minutes. Right. Um, but I feel like that's wherein lies his genius. Right. And uh, it was a beautiful movie, like mainly Wally. Wally made the movie for me. Um, I don't really have any like deep moments aside from his eyes, man. Like they got they conveyed so much emotion when there was no talking. Yeah, I mean, I remember like the the conversation people were saying at the time is this is I mean, he's like a he's like Charlie Chaplin. He's like the tramp character. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first literally the first 45 minutes are fucking silent, like 
on what's supposed to be like a kid's genre animated movie, you know, and it's, uh, it's so powerful. Like you don't expect it. You don't expect to be like caught up in a love story between two robots, but I mean, dude, and then they separate. And then at the end, when he forgets what, who Eve is, you know, remember that at the end, like, dude, I mean, and it just, I don't know, man, I, I feel like I feel like this was the case at the time that like people did this is a properly appreciated movie, right? I don't think it's underrated. But I think that like the further we get away from it, it's like, dude, remember that movie was I guarantee if you watch that movie, you will tear up today. You know, like it is it's that emotional and it's that profound. And oh man, I just love it so much. And I just want to shout out another quick moment that I really love about Wally is the closing credits, which seems like maybe a weird choice, but if you remember at the end, the closing credits are they plant the the plant and like earth, you know, replenishes. Oh, yeah. And and the closing credits are like um, different eras throughout art history. Like like there's a one scene, one like like scene in the in the credits that looks like post impressionism and one that looks like um van gogh and one that looks like impressionism and one that looks like cubism and one that looks like ancient japanese art you know and like i just thought that was such an interesting thing at the end to show the rebirth of humanity through like visually through the history of like western art um i don't know that's just that's just one moment in a movie full of like incredible moments so yeah okay so let's move on what was your what was your first one well i I will say about wally just one more thing um it was a movie that I feel like they wouldn't let Pixar make it now. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. So, so like, and, and also, unfortunately, it's like certain parts of that movie are ringing like depressingly true when you, mm-hmm. when you like compare it to society now. So overall, like it is not a fun movie to rewatch anymore because right. there's like, there's just so many things about it. But I mean, absolutely. I, I couldn't even, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you that you put it on number one. I just happen to have two other movies that I love more. Um, sure. In its place. Uh, my number I just, one. I, I do want to mention really fast though, because you mentioned the Disney thing. It has to be noted that this and uh, Ratatouille, which came out the year before and up, which came out the year after those three movies were either made before Pixar bought Disney, or they were already so far in the pipeline that like they couldn't abort the projects, you know, after yeah. Disney bought, after Disney bought Pixar. So like, these are, you know, these are the good old days back when Pixar was an independent studio that, uh, yeah, was completely independent and they could do whatever they wanted. Whereas now all those amazing artists and all that beautiful technology is, is literally, you know, it's part of the Disney machine. And that's another depressing reason. Well, I I will say they have two original projects coming out this year that I'm pretty excited about. Um, That's not sequels. So I I am excited about that. I don't know how much Disney had a hand in them, but uh, both of them, both of them look very fun. I'm just glad it's not a fucking sequel. So sure. Even the originals, though, I feel like I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm getting too cynical here, but I just feel like that trilogy and you can even say those four movies if you want to bring Toy Story 3 into the conversation. Um, were probably their most mature work. And like, I don't, I don't think we're ever getting back to that where Pixar was a really exciting place to work, you know? Oh, I agree. I think up not only is their best movie, but up is like belongs in the conversation for, for greatest movies in the last 20 years. Yeah, um, I agree. I would agree with that too. I think Wally too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, All right. So, okay. So I'll, you got your number one out of the way. I'll get my number one out of the way. Arrival. Okay. This movie, it blew my fucking mind. Like, I'm not even joking. I, I went to the theater to see this and I, I didn't know what to expect. I only went and saw this for two reasons. I like Amy Adams and Denis Villeneuve directed it. I had no idea what it was about except aliens. Right. But the idea behind this film, what they did with this film, it, it was beautiful. Like there was just something about this movie that really stuck with me. And honestly, until I sat down and made this list a couple of days ago, this was not my number one. This was my number two. But when I started making the list, I remembered how much I loved it. And it knocked my number one down that had been there since I since the first time I saw it. Right. So I don't know. I know you like this movie. I don't know if you loved it as much as I do. You know, I really like Arrival. I do. Um, Is it even I in would, your top 10? It actually wasn't on my list. Um, okay. But I mean, part of that is like, like, you know, part of the, like, I don't want to like make my original, like the, the list that I made like pre pod, you know, like, I don't want to make, I don't want to give that too much heft because like literally that was just like, you know, putting together a collection of, of stuff. Like I, I could have very easily just kind of forgot about arrival. You know what I mean? Um, about it being a 21st century sci-fi movie. When you said that, I was like, oh yeah. And Blade Runner 2049. Like I didn't even think of those two movies. Yeah. Know? That's on my list too. Right. See, I didn't even think about that. So like, I don't want to put too much credence into like the list that I made in preparation for this. So just because Arrival doesn't, didn't make my top 15 doesn't mean I actually think there's 15 movies better than it. Um, so you know, I love Arrival. I do. I love the. I especially love the first. Um, I don't know hour or something. But there reaches a point in any sort of really. I don't want to say artsy because that's a little bit of a cop out, you know. But any kind of like really thoughtful, uh, meditative work, where like you reach an hour into it and it's like, all right, now you got to make a movie about this. Like you got to turn this into a movie, you know. Um, you can either keep up this beautiful imagery and really not have a narrative. That's one option. Or the other option is, which with mainstream filmmaking, it's okay. Well, you got to make a movie out of this. Now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta finish out a story here. You've been, you've been setting it up for a while. Like you gotta land the plane. And I don't know if there could have been a better way to land the plane, so to speak. I don't know if there was a better way to make this movie, but I feel like the second half of it is just kind of a little bit of a come down because the first half of it is so beautiful so poetic, so rich in imagery and the implications of, you know, finding life on other planets and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I do like Arrival quite a bit. This is nitpicking, you know, I think Denny Villeneuve is an incredible director, but I will always associate Arrival with that kind of like, man, you know, like, man, this, this almost, this was almost Stalker. This was almost Solaris. And he just, he, he just is working within the studio system and that's fine. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will, uh, disagree with that assessment of the second half. I, I feel, especially the third act, um, is where like the last 20 minutes, especially I feel were uh, were very emotional and very strong. Uh, it was okay. crazy. It was crazy how much they made you feel for these two alien life forms. Um, right. It's, you know, especially obviously we're if we get into details, we're going to spoil movies. This movie's been out a long time. Um, you know, when they when they when they do the bomb and it's like right. 
And like right. time to them is weird. It doesn't work the same way it works for us. Obviously that's the whole premise. Um, right. So like just seeing that one gone, like, I don't know, man, the whole thing, it just, it was a movie that got me and really stuck with me. And um, it's right. one that I just love. I love everything about it. I guess, I guess you saying that helps me clarify my thoughts on it a little bit. Well, for me, a lot of really good science fiction is like putting your hand up next to the glass and and sort of touching the unknown, you know? Yeah. Um, Annihilation is similar in the sense that like... That's in my top 10 as well. Okay. And Annihilation was similar to me, but I think less effective than Arrival. Agreed. Um, in the sense that like a lot of great science fiction is reaching up and touching that infinite, touching that that unknown and that void. And... At the end of the day, if we're talking about mainstream Hollywood filmmaking, you have to see the aliens. You have to see, because you have to turn it into a movie. The whole thing cannot just be a tone poem or a meditation or whatever. And I don't even know if I would like it better if it was that way. I'm just, but, and I, I always have a little bit of a come down when we come down to brass tacks and like that unknown element gets explained or whatever. And I, like Interstellar was like that for me. And, and these are all movies I like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not... But it's always kind of like an inevitable come down where I'm like, oh, okay, this is the part in the movie where we have to have a plot. You know, up until now, it's been kind of this luminous, like, you know, touching your, putting your hand up next to the void and, and seeing what that feels like. But eventually, a movie must be made, a plot must, you know, must uh, exist, and characters must have resolutions and so forth. And it's like, well, okay, you know. Well, what's funny know. is you just caught me because, uh, because I uh, I cannot believe I didn't have Interstellar on my list. Um, right. See? I, See that's, yeah. what I'm about. that's fucking crazy. I'm glad you said it because it's definitely on there now. That's one. Well, I'm sure it's on your top 10, I'm assuming. So we'll discuss it. Um, so, uh, okay, let's move it's along. It's actually with not on my list, believe it or not. Oh, it's not? Oh, no, well. it's not. I mean, there's, it's not dude, one of those movies. good science fiction, man. Hmm? I so said there's a lot of good science fiction that's kind no, of this, this, you know. Absolutely. And the thing is, I'm not even like a big sci-fi fan. I, there are certain movies that, that are, that fall into that category that are amazing. Sure. Um, sure. So, but let's, uh, we better pick this up a little bit because we're already 20 minutes in. What is your uh, number two? All right. Um, oh, wait, hold on. So Rival's going on the list, right? Uh, that uh, Rival, there's going to be a, obviously uh, quite a few movies I'm not like willing to like die on the hill for. Arrival is one of them. I think Arrival okay. uh, has to be in the top 10. What do you think? Arrival goes ahead of Wally or no? No, I don't. Uh, I think I think because it's something that we mutually like we're, we agree on Wally. Um, I feel like that alone puts it in front of Arrival. Okay. All right. So let's jump right into uh, my next one. My next one is a movie that I know is not on your top 10. And honestly, because you dislike this director so much. Uh, oh, I know what this not, movie is. Yeah. May not be part of the list at all, which is Lars von Trier's Melancholia. Yeah. Um, no, no, thank you, sir. But go ahead. So you're instantly vetoing that one. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to instantly veto. It's a movie that's that's high on your list. But go ahead and tell the people real quick why uh, why you love it. I mean, I I don't know, man. I just I just okay, like exactly what I was talking about just now with you know putting your hand up to the unknown and eventually you have to make a movie out of it. Lars von Trier did the opposite and said, Nah, I'm not going to make a movie out of it. Like, there's not going to be a plot. There's not going to be like a conventional character resolution. I'm just going to have my characters putting their hand up to the unknown, putting their hand up to the void. And that's, that's going to be my movie. 
And that's what I loved about it so much. It's, it's depressing. It's uh, oddly prescient, you know, I mean this, you know, with, with earth dying and stuff and, you know, it's uh, I don't know. I, I just, I love the vibe of it. Um, it is definitely a mood piece. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of what I want those other movies to be like arrival interstellar, you know, annihilation, those kind of movies. Um, I, I, so I don't know. You, you hate this movie, right? I, I hate him. Um, the movie, the movie was all right. <laughs> I've seen it once. Uh, you know, it's hard to appreciate something coming from like the Marilyn Manson of directors, um, <laughs> you know, the, the shock jocks. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to instantly veto this. Let's see how the list falls out. This is obviously one you love is high on your list. So no, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep that one there for now. All right. Um, I got a feeling it'll be it'll be off there though, and I'm honestly I'm okay with it not being on there because this is supposed to be a representation of both of our, you know, both of our tastes. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why we'll, we we started off on a strong note because of Wally, and I feel like you didn't sure. hate Arrival, you just didn't feel as strong as I did. Um, sure, but it definitely belongs on there. Arrival, I think. Uh, my number uh, th- uh, two, yeah, number two film because Wally was number three for me. Um, my number two film is from the great Duncan Jones, who is a fucking genius. Unfortunately, he has uh, he stumbled a bit um, as of late. Uh, but Moon with Sam Rockwell. This okay. this movie messed with your head in a way. It almost took me back to like a Fight Club type scenario when I watched it, to where it's like I finished it and I had to watch it again. Like I gave myself like a day and then watched it again, and I was like, "What is happening?" in this movie. I'm assuming you've seen it. So what are your thoughts on it? I I like moon quite a bit. Um, I I don't think I'm quite as enamored with it as you are, but I like it. I think it's good. It's effective. It's uh, it's a good entry into kind of like an updated. It's like the first, it's like the first, you know, 45 minutes of 2001 space odyssey, but like updated to like a modern context. I, I, I I enjoy it. I really, uh, or not the first 45 minutes, the, the middle section of 2001. Um, but I really enjoy it. I think it's a really fun genre movie. Um, and I, I don't mean that as a bad, I don't mean that as like a, a dig at all. I think it's, uh, I think it's really good, really effective, good modern sci-fi. Like I'm okay with it being on the list. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There was something about it. Like I said, it was my number one for a long time, but then arrival knocked it down. Um, so, okay. uh, so yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this is, we should say with, uh, Sam Rockwell, right? Yeah. Fucking, uh, just, uh, he finally got some appreciation when he won for three billboards, but the guy has been consistently turning in great performances for what? 25 years, 20 years. Now? Absolutely. Uh, underrated character actor. Yeah. So uh, anyway, what is your next one? This is your number three. Uh, Sure. I don't know. I'm erasing them as I go. So, um, oh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's number three. All right, so my next one is, I actually don't know how you feel about this movie. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but it's uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, Stanley Kubrick adaptation, maybe? Uh, AI, Artificial Intelligence. Do you like this movie? It's funny because uh, when I was making my list, I uh, I didn't put it on there because I hate it. But I Did knew you, you really? Would, yeah, I knew you would put it on there, obviously. And I'm not going to like, this is not one I'm going to like fight over. I, I don't like this movie. I don't like anything about this movie. I saw it in theaters and I left the theater and I was like, eh, but I will say in defense of the movie, I'm not saying the movie was bad. I'm saying this was not my type of sci-fi at all. Okay. So, so what do you, what do you mean by that? 
I don't know, man. I, I have a very specific taste when it comes to sci-fi because I am not what you would call like a hardcore sci-fi fan. Sure. I mean, sitting down making this list made me realize, well, man, maybe I am like a sci-fi fan, kind of. But I mean, this is like the cream of the crop. If there's just a rando sci-fi movie or some shit, like I, I'm not going to like fight over sci-fi. I'm not right. going to like commit to sci-fi. I'm the same. Yeah. So, I mean, no, I probably should give this another watch. I literally saw this in theaters, like with my brother when it came out, and I have not watched it since. Dude, I I, I, th- I really, truly think you would enjoy it if you rewatched it, because it is a lot more similar to something like Arrival on Annihilation than maybe it felt like in 2001 when it was released. Um, I... I, 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 I'm not going to be able to do this list unless we can keep AI on there. Honestly, I no, no, no. Oh, I, Hey, if you, if there's a movie you feel that way about, then that, <laughs> that is that instantly put gets it on the list. I, I just think it's like, it's based on a Philip K Dick novel. Like it's, it's just pure fucking right in my veins, like unadulterated sci-fi. I, I think there's a perfect mixture of, you know, Kubrick's sort of like, sadness and uh and and sort of uh misanthropy and steven spielberg's heart um you know spielberg's like sentimentality was tempered by i think kubrick's influence um i don't know man i just i love this movie i can't get enough of it um well that that means i'll rewatch it at some point but i'm definitely fine with keeping it on the list Uh, i will watch it again because obviously over the last you know, basically 20 years. I'm sure I've changed a lot in terms of how I would view it. Um, All right, man. So, so let's keep going. So we got four on the list so far. We got Wally, Arrival, Moon, and AI. Yeah. And, and you know, Moon, you didn't seem too, too stoked about. So Moon can be one that, you know, that's not one. There's others. I know it's, it's funny to say this. Moon's my number two, but there are others that I'm going to fight over more in the event we can't. And in the event you, you try to knock them off. Same. So yeah, like I would fight so, for AI way harder than I would melancholia, even though I probably have mel- melancholia higher. Does that make sense? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, no, the same, same with me. Like moon's my number two, but there's other movies I will fight over to keep on the list. Sure. Um, so right now we know for sure Wally arrival and AI, right. like we okay. know that for a fact. Okay. I was going to put moon on there, but okay. We'll we'll come back to Moon. Let's just see because we've got a ways to go. All right. Um, okay. The next one for me, uh, a fucking another mind blowing movie from a genius, uh, Ex Machina. Ah, right. Okay. Ex Machina was something else because right. a oddly enough, telling you that I didn't like AI, I'm obsessed with artificial intelligence right now. <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with um our our social obsession with it, with, with our like panic about it, our concern. And most people that don't take the time to really get into the weeds on it, don't even realize what it is. They just think, they think a, they think that they think Skynet, they think Terminator X Machina handled this in such a chillingly borderline realistic way with two great performances from uh, Domhnall Gleeson, uh, son of the great Brendan Gleeson and Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander. I'm not going to say I'm going to fight to have it on the list. I just wanted to talk about it because it is phenomenal. I'll say this. I, I really like Ex Machina. I would put it in the same category as Moon for me. Like, honestly, like I think both of them are and I, like, I don't know, man. I don't, like, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, it's really good. And like, I wouldn't be on my list and I wouldn't like necessarily fight for it. But like, if, if I wouldn't argue with it being on the list, like, I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a really good movie, borderline great movie, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm down with X Machina. I really like that movie. You know, 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was fucking phenomenal um, for me. Um, okay, so what is your next one? All right, my next one. Um, so should we put X Market on there? Let's go. Let's go back. Let's get a few. Let's get a few in the chamber, and then we'll okay. revisit and let's build at five. Because right now we have three we've agreed on. So let's build at five, and then do the second five. Okay. All right. Um, so my next one, I will. I will throw a hissy fit if it does not make the list. Um, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it is the uh, Alfonso Cuarón movie, uh, Children of Men. Oh, don't. <laughs> What? Okay. Okay. Two things. One is I knew it. This was the movie. This wasn't the movie I told you you would try to put on here. That's not sci-fi. This was the movie I told you right before we started recording. This would be the argument. Uh, okay. Th- this would this would be the movie that that. Okay. First of all, a piece of me thought you were going to say uh, when you first started on this Gravity. Okay. <laughs> which uh, which would have been like an instant disconnect the mic. Don't even tell you that I'm gone. Gravity's actually on my list, dude. What? What's that now? <laughs> Gravity is actually on my list. I don't feel that strongly well, about it, but I did put it on my list. Well, thank God you don't feel that strongly about it because that is one that uh, we would we would butt heads on. I'll give you Children of Men. Here's the deal. I don't like Children of Men. It was boring. I'm taking Gravity off. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gravity is officially off. We've talked about Children of Men many times in the past. I don't know if you recall those conversations, but um, oh, yeah. I don't like it. I think it's boring. I think Clive Owen can't act. Um, I think the premise is amazing. I think that I think the director is so so, but I will give you and not saying that in like a patronizing way. I will say, yeah, the movie belongs on there because it's literally on everyone's list. This happens to be a movie that I am not a fan of, but it is on everyone's list. You know, I rewatched this recently, very recently, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and it. I don't know, man. I can't see this movie as anything other than an absolute unfettered masterpiece. I just, I'm in love with this movie. I really am. Like, I, th- I think it is a work of genius. I mean, it might be on my top 10 list of the, like my personal top 10 list of the, of the past 20 years. Like I, 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 I just, I love this movie. So, and I, I'm, I'm of the mind. I don't think Quran is as great as people say he is. I don't think, I think gravity is good and f- like fun, but I don't think it's amazing. And I also Roma, I think was good, but I don't think it was amazing. You know, I don't think he's the genius that people make him out to be, but I, I fucking love this movie, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. It's like it, when I watch it, I feel like I'm watching the absolute most, uh, up to date current, uh, vision of what it's like to live in a, uh, you know, post Anthropocene, uh, global warming, like society. Like I just, I don't know, man. I just love it so much. It's, it's a supreme work of art in my opinion. Out of respect for you. Uh, I, I literally, as you were saying that at the end, I thought about playing the sound, like the womp womp sound at the end of it when I edit this, but I won't out of respect. Um, it's not just me. People hey, love Hey, this I movie. agree with you. I'm sad. I, I, I will fully fold on this. It is, this is a me thing. I think he is an incredibly right. overrated director. I think he rarely has a vision, if any. I I do not care for his takes. I thought Gravity uh, Gravity was one of those movies where I swear to God I almost fell asleep. It was it was garbage. Sandra Bullock is a garbage actress. I, the main reason I saw it because the George Clooney and then George they just pulled the rug out from under me. And then you're like, oh, okay, Clooney, <laughs> you were here, then you weren't, then you don't fucking exist. So this is great. Yeah, I took my uh, late father 
to see that movie and <laughs> he did not like it to put it bluntly i was like wasn't that good and he was like that was the worst movie i've ever seen <laughs> i i am in agreement with him on this oh man okay all right so i'm fine with no gravity but i will i will quit the podcast if children of men isn't on our list understood children of men is on the list <laughs> well see now i've got two of these i've got two of these that you actually don't like so i owe you a couple men i will get to it there, there's we we've got a we've got a bit to go all right Okay, well, this may be one of those moments where I'm about to cash that check, sir, because this is a movie that I will fist fight you in the alleyway for. This is one of, arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest sequels ever made in cinematic history. Oh my god, I literally cannot think of what this is. It blew my fucking mind in the theater. I walked out dumbfounded in the streets as if I was high on heroin. This is not. Oh, I know what this, this is. This is not hyperbolic. This is fucking gold. Dawn okay. of the Planet of the Apes. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say Blade Runner. No, 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 dude. I no, no. I I, I stop going in order at this point. I'm just going to start list. I'm going to go to one that I'm going to die on the hill for. Now, the only way you win, the only way you win this is if you tell me this is not considered strict sci-fi. No, I definitely think it's sci-fi. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm fine with it. I like this movie. Tell me why you love it so much. I didn't ever realize you loved it so much, though. Dude, there's something about this movie. Like, I don't. This is the first one, right? No, this is the second one. They 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 okay. titled them in insane, stupid ways. So so you've got you've got the the first one, which is like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Right, right, um, right. The third one was good, but the second one, I have I have read some people say this is the Empire Strikes Back of sequels. I completely agree. I think this movie, I was not being hyperbolic. I think this is this is in the argument for the greatest sequel ever made. It's in the top five. Wow. This movie to me was something special for numerous reasons. The main ones are the they the, the character development was real. Everything about the human ape relationship and Caesar in general. Like there was something about this movie. I can't explain it. Sometimes you just have a a movie and you have a feeling about it. This movie, I can't really rewatch. I've seen it twice. Um, I can't revisit it very often because I, I can count on one hand, the amount of times I've cried in a theater and this movie almost got me there. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, dude, there was something about this movie. Like I said, I can't explain it on a logical level. But this is a movie that that I would was it I, like a them fucking with the animals kind of thing? No, it wasn't that. It was something deeper than that because, um, you know, I won't go into too much detail. But like, we we see these stories constantly. Something was in the news two days ago of like this guy was in snake infested waters, and this orangutan knew. You can watch the video. This orangutan knew there was snakes in the water, so he walks over and he gives the hand to him to help the guy out of the water hole. Oh, I see. And okay. and it, it was a big deal. Apes are insanely intelligent. Right. And uh this movie just I don't know, it resonated deeply uh and 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 just full disclosure, I am vegan, but I was not vegan when I watched this movie. So it's not that. Oh. Um it's something else. Uh I, I No, it, I get it. Yeah. I get it though. It's you're a, you're an animal guy. That's um, you know. It was just dude, Caesar, the fact that the fact that uh, what's his face, uh, you know the guy uh, Golem. What's his name? Uh, Andy Circus. The fact right. that he wasn't nominated for something in this role is one of the biggest atrocities of the Academy because that was real acting. Like there was no way around that not being legitimate acting. 
Like if we're to a point where we can recognize the Joker, not once, but twice, like we should right. be able to recognize uh, motion capture as real acting. Right. I get so, that. So yeah, that's one of those movies, man. Like that, that's one that I, I will fight over for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's going on there. I mean, I, I, I would never like that movie is great. Like I, I can't like I, it wouldn't be like on my personal list, but yeah, absolutely, man. The, that movie's great. Yeah. So, it's on there. Done. So we've got five right now. We've got Wally, Arrival, AI, Children of Men, and Donna, Planet of the Apes. Do we want to put these in order or just put them on the list? Yeah, we could, we could put them in order. I think both of us going to be a little tough because like two of them you hate. So, well, both of us agree on Wally. So I feel like that takes number one. Okay. Children of Men for number two. Okay, dude. Well, this is a give and take. I'm not going to disrespect a film you feel strongly about. Wait, can I put AI number two instead? Or oh, yeah, yeah. Children of Men? No, no, either one. Either one. So AI number no, two. No, no, no. Okay, let's do Children of Men. Children of Men is more uh, relevant, shall we say. So Children of Men number two. Uh, number three. I would if, if if it was my slot, I would put Don over Arrival. Really? Yeah, but it really like what do you want to do? We have we have Don, we have Arrival, we have uh, um, uh, AI. I think we should do Arrival, Don, AI. Okay, because listeners, you know, we want you guys to know this is our list. We're making it together. So if we were to make these lists individually, obviously our list would be different. But as you've heard, this is a give and take and we're building it together so that this is where we're going to fall. Hell yeah. This is consensus. This is this is this is going to be a lesson to all you uh, to the Congress, you know, listen to see how compromise works. Yeah. You sons of bitches. <laughs> take note. Take note, Congress. You're on notice, bud. Yeah. Yeah. You're we're, we got your number, pal. What's the what's your next one? We're, we're starting on the latter half. All right. My next one. And we can. um we can go through these uh, a little bit more quickly. Um, I want to mention two foreign movies really quick. This actually isn't my next one, but I want to mention two really quick. Have you ever seen uh, Wong Kar Wai's 2046? No, I have heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay. That would probably be on my list. Obviously, I don't think a movie that one of us hasn't seen does not belong on this list. Um, but I do want to shout it out because it would definitely be on a top 10 list of mine. It's uh it's similar to melancholia. Like as far as it doesn't have like a real structure, it's just kind of like a series of him. I mean, there, there's characters and there is like substance to it. It's not completely abstract, but it's not, you know, it doesn't have like a, a typical mainstream plot by any traditional definition of it. But I don't know, man, I just love the visual, the imagery and the, there's all these like, uh, you know, like, like Hong Kong style, like megalopolises and stuff. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's really, it's really kind of an interesting movie. So I do want to shout that out. Um, and also I want to mention, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the host? Do you think that's sci-fi? Um, because it's kind of not, it's kind of a monster movie. Those are two different things, right? Absolutely. I went back and forth on the host, the host, the creature feature. I don't think it's real sci-fi. Okay. In that case that I'm going to take it out. Um, okay. So I'm just going to, okay, go ahead, go ahead and do your next couple. No, it's your next one. Okay. Um, one, right, so the one next that one you that, think should be on the like one you think that that you know you would lean towards putting it on the sure. top ten. Okay, in this case, I'm going to mention it and see what you think. Have you seen the Scarlett Johansson movie Under the Skin? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> um, I'm not married to it, so if you don't like it, we don't have to put it on there. No, I hated it. <laughs> 
Um, really? Yeah, if I'm being honest, I was bored. Like, I was literally bored. Wow. Dude, it, and now mind you, you know as well as I do, with a movie like this, mood is everything. Right. So if I was in the bad, if I was in the wrong mood or mindset, that could really dictate how I felt about the movie. So sure. from my personal perspective, I didn't care for the movie. Okay. My wife loved it. So it could just be me because we watched it and, and, and she really enjoyed it. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was good, but I don't really feel like they let her do anything. So right. I don't know. The movie was just weird. It was a weird tone movie. And like, you know, what's funny is I remember watching uh, Species and right. I, like when I was younger and I was like, well, that was like a cool, like I'm a fucking like man eater type shit. I thought that just kind of did some things better, oddly enough, even though it was like a creature feature right. weird B movie. So, yeah, I, I won't say that I, I I wouldn't like if you were married to this movie, I would say, yeah, let's do it. But if you're not, I would say, no, let's scratch it. Yeah, I'm not at all. I But I do like this movie. I do like it was probably on my like top 10 of that year. Um, when it came out, maybe even top five. I, I do think it's a really well-crafted movie and really a fascinating. I do want to shout out the score, um, which is written by um, uh, Mika Levy, who is a British uh, singer-songwriter and composer. And she um, she kind of has that like Trent Reznor vibe or that like the score for Joker we've talked about. She kind of has that vibe, but it's like a lot more discordant and loud and sort of spooky, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of her work and, uh, I don't know. I like this movie in general, but okay. So no under the skin. All right. What's your next one? Okay. I've got one. That's a real mind bender. I know you've seen it. We've discussed it. My thought is either it's not on your list because you forgot or because you don't feel as highly on it now as you did then. This is arguably the most realistic mind molesting time travel movie ever made i know exactly what this is uh, and it's on my list yeah, brother i think this has to be in the top 10 especially now that i know it's on your list fucking primer um, done dude, look it on the list shane caruth is a fucking underrated genius the industry uh, just real quick the industry destroyed that man because he made upstream color he made he had primer first and upstream color he's been trying to make another movie for years and nobody will finance it his two movies right. out of the gate were genius, beautiful films, but they're not for everybody. So he said he's going to try to make this last movie and then he's going to fucking retire. And that makes me sad because the dude is a fucking genius, hands down. We should say this is a really, really underseen movie from 2004. And it is it is literally a realistic time travel movie, not in the sense of like, there's nothing genre about it. There's no action to it. It is literally what if a mathematician at Stanford discovered like a formula for time travel. Like that's literally the plot of the movie. And God damn it. What a movie, man. I'm going to go watch this movie after we get, I fucking love this movie. Yeah, dude, it was on Netflix for a while. Same with upstream color. I'm not sure if it still is, but, uh, yeah, damn, okay. dude. Yeah. That move, man, it was something else. I watched it the first time and I was like, eh, that movie was blah, whatever. And then like I thought about it and then I went back and watched it again and I was like, I was an idiot. This movie's fucking perfect. Right. It's hard to understand, but in a really good way. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Like I said, it molest your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, okay. Yeah. So Primer is definitely going on the list. Okay. So that is one that we agree on. What's your next one? My next one, I'm definitely not married to, but I want to mention it. Because of because of what it is, uh, Avatar. Um, 
<laughs> that's cool, man. Like, if you want to put it on the list, uh, uh, we're through. Um, okay, no, no. Okay, okay. That, I, I thought that would be your reaction to it, um, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Avatar quite a bit. Um, it's too uh, fucking derivative, man. It's just I hate to say that because it sounds douchey. It's too derivative, dude. Fern Gully, Pocahontas, the Nancy War themes, like. I, it was just, it was so fucking bland, man. I'm sorry. Look, 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 every criticism of it is completely valid, right? I, like, really, I do get it. Like, this is not my favorite movie. I'm not uh, fucking an Avatar fanboy or anything, but I I admire it for what it is, man. I, like, in the sense that, and I don't mean that, like, I look at it properly. I just mean it like... I like there's something in the work of James Cameron that the motherfucker knows how to make a popcorn movie, you know, like, I mean, I, I saw the clip from Titanic last night at the Oscars and I was like, God damn it. I'd like to watch Titanic again. Like he's just good at mass entertainment. You know, it's like we talked about with peanut butter Falcon, like the, the, you know, the after school special genre of movies or whatever, like avatar strikes me as that, like it, it is bland. But like in a fun way, you know, I don't know. This this reminds me of something I would have seen as a kid and loved it. I, I kind of ride hard for Avatar. I mean, I'm not, again, for the purposes of this list, you know, obviously not. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a Cameron defender. I'm kind of an Avatar defender. It was a visual feast. I will tell you that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful right. film. Um, right. But no, I disagree about liking it at all. Uh, Sam Worthington can't act at all. Well, obviously. Stephen Lang was fun, but meh. Sigourney Reaver, meh. Like, uh, so, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think that belongs on the top ten. But if you're, if you're willing right. to fight over it, we can have that discussion. No, 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 I'm, I'm not at all. I, I don't feel that strongly about it. No. Well, my next one, you may. Uh, th- this is one that I'm not sure if it belongs on top ten. But it is one okay. that I love. It's one that I, I'm not going to fight over it, but it needs to be mentioned. And that is from the great Gareth Edwards, and it is Monsters. I would not be mad at this at all. I think that's. I think Monsters is really good. That movie was fucking awesome. The entire way they handled it, like treating something as like a like a form of an infestation and just quarantining that area, like right. it is so eerily realistic. I feel. Uh, right. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. It's worth watching. It, it, it's re- I should mention it's really low budget, but boy, it does not feel that way. Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So, so far we have um, Under the Skin as a maybe, Primer, and Monsters. Uh, we're, we'll just keep going and then we'll build our bottom five. What do you got next? Uh, my next one is, again, this is maybe a little bit of a controversial one, and I don't even know if it counts as sci-fi technically, but uh, Her. What do, what, do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about her? Yeah. Her, hers on my list. Is it really? It's fucking beautiful. Movie. Okay, good, 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 good. Joaquin just so fucking good. everybody in this movie. Scarlett Johansson's voice, just her voice. Yeah. This was this movie was wonderful. Okay, yeah, good. I'm glad it's on your list. Yeah, that's um, I, I, like I had some difficulties with whether or not it was actually sci-fi or whether it belongs on a list like this, but. I was trying to decide between it and Eternal Sunshine, which I thought about doing, but I don't think is really technically sci-fi. And so I went I with I don't her. think it is either. I thought about that as well. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's sci-fi enough. But I think her definitely is because it's literally about technology, you know? Uh, absolutely. No, it, artificial intelligence 100% belongs. My next one 
goes back to your Avatar thing. You may not like this movie, but goddamn was it entertaining. The Martian. Nope. Veto. Great book, great movie. Sorry, sir, you can veto it, but I will still talk about how great it is. <laughs> why didn't you like it? What the fuck? I, it's it's fine. a quick reason why you didn't like it. It's fine. It's 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 a fine movie. I just it's serviceable. It's 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 Oh, it's serviceable, it really. Is. It You're is. the first one to pull that word out this episode. So congratulations. <laughs> don't be don't be mad. You're you're shitting on some of my selections. I didn't I didn't instantly veto like your Marilyn Manson movie or uh <laughs> the only one I, I, I reacted to strongly was probably Avatar. Look, Martian is entertaining, it's fine, it's good, but I don't I don't think it belongs on a list like this, man. I can't I, don't I agree with you. It's a popcorn movie. It wasn't thought provoking, it didn't sure. make me feel anything. It's not the okay. height of the genre. Absolutely not. Dude, another one we both talked about, so I'll, I'll say it. Does it belong in our top 10? Because I would say that absolutely it does, and that's Blade Runner 2049. I'll tell you, dude, I I would have a hard time arguing against Blade Runner being on the list. It is easily the most beautiful movie that we've even talked about. Like, Oh, hands down. It is the most beautiful movie. It's one of the most beautiful movies shot in the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean... Dude, I'd be more than okay with Blade Runner being on there, man. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I'd be okay with that. Okay. So that's what we'll uh we'll land on that somewhere in our in our bottom ten. What's another one you got? I've only got a handful more, then we'll build our five. Yeah, same same with me. I've only got four more left that I wanted to mention. My next one is um and you said Interstellar wasn't on your list, so maybe we can do these at the same time. Interstellar and the one that I had on here was Inception. I don't know if Inception counts as sci fi though. Um, Dude, Inception was one that I literally I typed on my list and then I deleted it because it was like I de- I can't I, by definition of sci fi movies I think it is but by definition of this list I would say we got to nix it. Yeah, it doesn't feel sci fi. Like most no. of it is just like most of it is just like uh, like a crime thriller or something, you know. Yeah, and also if I'm being honest, uh, Inception is not even in my like top three favorite uh, Nolan movies. I felt it was a bit overrated. I, I don't think Inception is a work of genius, but dude, it's one of those movies I always catch myself like going back to where I'm like, man, I should watch Inception. I fucking love that movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah, one it of those- was fucking phenomenal. Like, I, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Interstellar, though. I mean, it's not on either of our lists, but I mean, we should at least mention it, I guess. I guess, I guess not neither, since it's on neither of our lists, it doesn't belong on our top 10. But what do you think? Well, I mean, that's the thing. This is our top 10. This is the silver screen videos, like jointly made top 10. Interstellar is a phenomenal movie and it is sci fi, but I feel like there are better ones that were, there were movies I enjoyed more. And that's what it's about. It's about like movies that, we enjoy movies that made us feel certain things. Interstellar did not do that. Right. I agree. And I, I do like it because quite a the bit. the third but... act. Go ahead. Oh, that's all I was going to say. I like it quite a bit. But yeah, that third act of it is just kind of like, dude, what are we doing here? You know? Dude, he loses his way, man. It was it was, it was was Nolan at, uh, you could argue, like at his most lost right. for, that last, for that third act. So, I mean, if we end up throwing it on number 10, I'm not going to fight with you because it's beautiful. Right. And it is a ridiculously good sci-fi movie at its core, but I mean the first part of it, dude, with the Matthew McConaughey driving through those cornfields and shit, and like the muse, the Hans Zimmer music, and like trying to find a way off of planet Earth, like all that shit is fascinating. But you're right. I mean, it, it, one of his, he's at his most lost he's ever been as a filmmaker at the end of that movie. Like, yeah, that's that's a really well put. Yeah. So my next one, 
comes from a controversial figure uh, as of late, uh, but we'll stay on the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt train. Uh, another time travel movie, Looper. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna. F- I'm not gonna d- uh, die on the hill over Looper, but I-, I fucking love the movie. It's fucking great. Obviously, time travel movies always introduce issues, right? But it doesn't matter. I loved it. You know, I, I would put Looper maybe like a tiny little notch below Moon. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I feel like there's a couple other ones that you've mentioned that I'm kind of like, yeah, it was good. You know, and I really didn't. I really didn't think about it after I watched it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, oh, cool. That's a good movie. Yeah. Anyways, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I like it. But uh, I mean, if you wanted to fight for it, I would be like, okay, sure. But like, it, it it's not something that really, you know, gets me going, you know? Uh, well, we need a good fight. So I'm going to set, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if you're going to agree with it. This is one that has to be on the list. I wouldn't argue with it being number six, uh, district nine. Yeah, it was on my list too. Yeah, that 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 is uh, honestly, I, I waited long to say it. It it could have possibly found its way in the top five, but it has to be on the list, like hands agreed, down. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it it was on my list too, and I mean, you know, it's easy to like be like, oh yeah, that movie that came out back then, but like you know, you rewatch that shit and it is incredible. So yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I can't I've, re- I've recently rewatched it and it was it was it was still phenomenal. So, right. what's your next one? Um, how many do you have left? I have two left. I have uh, two or three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, my last two. I'm, I'll just say them together. Mine are Minority Report and 28 Days Later. Um, 28 okay. Days Later, I guess, is maybe a little questionable because it is a zombie movie, but it's also post-apocalyptic. Well, first of all, what do you think about 28 Days Later? Do you think it belongs on a list like this? It's really funny, dude, that you put this on there because I th- every movie you've named that was questionable, I not only agree with you, I put it down and then erased it. Okay. 28 Days Later belongs on when we make a zombie list. Right. Because I know it's not traditional zombies, but at the end of the day, the movie is pitched as a zombie apocalypse type movie. Right. So I don't think it can be on here. It it's The Walking mean it's Dead. Not a it's not Star movie. Trek. Yeah. It's a phenomenal movie. One of the best zombie takes ever made. But I don't think it can be on here. Okay. And in terms of Minority Report, uh, garbage. Really? You don't like Minority Report? I hated that movie. And I'm not even going to say, oh, maybe my mood's changed. Maybe it's different. I'll give you AI. I need to rewatch that. Minority Report, I love the concept. But no, I did not like the movie. I mean, I don't like Minority Report for any deep reason. That's why it's so far down on my list. But like, I don't know, man. I think Minority Report is as good of like a sci-fi blockbuster as has been put out this this century. I mean, Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise, you know. And I don't know, man. I'm surprised you didn't like Minority Report. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. I've seen it twice. Didn't like it either time. I don't know. You know, sometimes it's just weird. I don't know how to explain it. No, I know what you mean. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I like the I like that, and I don't like War of the Worlds. I like those those Tom Cruise Spielberg uh, collaborations. Oh, God. I think, the world. I, I think I'm a bigger Spielberg fan than you are. Uh, you are. Absolutely. Because, um, well, okay, we're just going to get this out of the way. Look, I'm going to say this up front. I understand this movie is divisive. I understand some people hate this filmmaker. I understand we're about to fight. But <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to fight for this for many reasons. One, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. If I had sat down and made a list, it'd probably be find its way in the top 30, okay. uh, maybe top 50. Uh, signs. Uh, okay. No, we're not going to fight. That's that. I, I'm okay with this. 
Really? Yeah, I think Signs is really good. I, I really thought, dude, I find myself arguing with people consistently about this movie. No, I, I've come through the I've come through the looking glass on Shyamalan where like I used to think he was a genius when I was in like high school, and then I used to think he was a hack, and now I'm like, I don't think he's a genius again, but I'm like arcing back the other way where I'm like, dude, what if he was been like a genius this whole time? And like I mean, obviously not every one of his works, you know, Lady in the Water, you know, The Happening, etc. But like that early shit, man, even The Village, you know, like, sure, man, I'm okay with signs being on there. I don't know if I'd be happier with it being higher than like 10, but dude, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being 10. I will say, though, just real quick, different conversation, different uh, episode, but uh, I ride pretty hard for Lady in the Water. I got a real soft spot for that movie. Okay. Real soft spot, but anyway, that's the owner there. Well, you know, I think uh, I think something that bears mentioning in this co- in, a, in a brief conversation about Shyamalan is like he's one of those American directors that are really, really appreciated by French film critics, and like, um, like he there's there's always been a joke about how he like he's always said like, hey, they like me in France, but they don't like me in America, you know, and like people have been like, yeah, because you suck or whatever, but like, I mean, there's I always like put my ears up a little bit, like. Where I'm like, okay, if there's like some critics like overseas who are completely divorced from like American culture and like if they find something interesting in this, there's gotta be something there. You know what I mean? Because it's not it's not mainstream filmmaking for them. And so like I think like there's there's gotta be a nugget there. There's gotta be a reason why these international film critics who are used to watching all this festival shit like prick their ears up at Zack Snyder or Michael Bay or Shyamalan, you know, that type of thing. So I'm always interested in that. Um, um I agree. I, I'm not going to say he's a genius, but I'm going to say he's something special in my opinion. Sure. Sure. Uh, int- definitely interesting. There's, there's more there than meets the eye. I would say. Well, I'm, I've, I really thought we were going to argue on this one. I'm a little disappointed, um, <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy about it. No, I mean, dude, cause dude, if you rewind the first, I mean, remember the first time you watched signs? I mean, I know we Absolutely. both saw it. I wish I could recapture that. I mean, it was, it was terrifying and it was fun and it was emotional and uh, like, yeah, dude, no, I can't. Are you kidding I me? I remember an audible gasp at the birthday party scene. It's one of the greatest scenes in, 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 a, in a movie like that. Dude, when that, when he fucking steps out from behind the bushes. Yep. And the, and I, the hand and the hand on the kid's shoulder on Colkin's shoulder uh, when they're yep. in the basement, all of it. Yeah, dude. Fucking I mean, we're dude, we're the great. same age. We're the same age, man. Like, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody our age who doesn't like signs. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, a lot of the people I argue with are our age. Like, but I think they've kind of been like brainwashed somewhat by the haters. I hate right. to say that, but like there are some filmmakers out there that are so polarizing. Right. People just land on bashing them. Zack Snyder is a prime example. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm just going to rattle off my last handful real quick, and then we'll Go figure out it. our bottom five. Okay, Tom Cruise. I feel like I should have already brought this up since you were talking about Tom Cruise and blockbusters. Fucking love this movie. I'm not going to ride hard for it on the top ten, but it needs to be mentioned. Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, I, I th- like Edge I of Tomorrow. Was, yeah, I thought it was fucking. Ge- I thought I really thought the the idea of it was genius. I know it's based on some kind of manga or some shit. I don't know anything about it. Um, I don't know. So uh, attack the block. Uh, yeah, I like attack the block. And uh, Sunshine, I thought, was fucking awesome. I know that a lot of people maybe don't remember that movie, but I really enjoyed it. 
I'm going to be real with you. I saw that movie like years after it came out and like it had been kind of hyped up for me and I watched it and it was just like, eh, you know, it, like I, I liked it fine, but it didn't really, I don't know, man. It just didn't, it just didn't hit me in the gut. Like I, like I thought it would, I had expectations for it and it just didn't, you know, didn't come through. Yeah. And I, I get it. I get it. My last one, I hope you've seen. And if you saw it, there's no way you couldn't have appreciated it. He made this as like, paying something special to Spielberg. And and it's a movie that I loved. I've seen it several times. It's from one of my favorite filmmakers currently working is Midnight Special. I dude, I actually um, first of all, when you said that I thought you were going to say Super 8. Yeah, um, I figured as much. But dude, I have not seen Midnight Special, man. Okay, well, I'm a big Jeff Nichols fan. It's worth a watch. If you get a chance, watch it. It's great. I'm definitely uh, going to watch it. I didn't realize you thought so highly of it. I'll definitely watch I mean, I've seen Take Shelter and I think Mud and most of his other movies, but I've never seen, I never watched that one. I don't know if Jeff Nichols is capable of making a bad movie. Right. I know you're a big fan of his. So you should check it out. See what you think. Shea Wiggum, or I know, uh, uh, I think Shea Wiggum, Joel Egerton, um, Michael Shannon. Yeah, dude, it's it's something else. Super rate. Did not find its way on this list because I have interesting feelings about that movie and didn't even want to bring it up. Dude, I, I, dude, I, I kind of love Super Eight, man. Yeah, I like Super Eight. I do. Wait, uh, God damn apparently, it, apparently, Terry, stop. Apparently, your dog. Apparently, your dog likes Super Eight. Jesus. So uh, sorry about that, listeners. I have a fucking terrible dog. Everyone loves dogs, uh, <laughs> and if you don't, let us know in the comments. Yeah, tell us how much you hate dog. the dog. <laughs> okay so let's build this bitch i right. think uh number six district nine i think we both kind of agree on that number six district nine mm, i'm gonna say number six needs to be primer dude oh yeah i forgot about primer okay yeah you're right you're right primer. and then maybe number seven district nine okay so primer district nine what was one of them that you were riding hard for uh shit i don't know why not you writing these down yeah, yeah, we've got her, we've got Blade Runner 2049, we've got Under the Skin, Monsters, Interstellar, Looper, Signs. I, dude, I think her and uh, Blade Runner have to be these last two spots, I think, right? I mean, yeah, so her, I'm not going to argue with you, so. Let's do Blade Runner ahead of her. Okay. And then let's, okay. Take, let's take a look at the list and see what we think. Here we go, we're about to do a rundown, people. Buckle up. <laughs> so we've got Wally at one. We've got Children of Men at two. Arrival at three. Dawn at four. Artificial intelligence or AI at five. Primer at six. District nine at seven. Her at eight. Blade Runner 2049 at nine. I'm sorry. Uh, reverse those. Blade yeah. Runner 2049 at eight. Her at nine. And Signs at number 10. I'm, dude, I'm 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 kind of weirdly okay with all that, man. I mean, the only thing that makes me sad is Moon's not on here. But um, oh, right, right. But I felt like concessions have to be made, you know. And there's not a movie that I put on here that I would take off for Moon just because of the way I feel about the movies. Yeah, I, I do kind of feel bad about Moon not being on there because I know how much you like it. You know, I mean. I'm good, dude. I'm good with signs. Honestly, signs is my one where it's like it's it's got to happen. Uh, we agree on Wally. We agree on Arrival. Uh, Don's another one. I don't think you're too big on, but 
We agree on Primer. We agree on District 9. We agree on Blade Runner. I mean, dude, we agree on more than half the list. So I, I think I'm okay with Moon not being on Ark and Join list unless you think we should put it on there. No, I mean, I feel bad for having two movies that you kind of hate on here, Children of Men and AI. Um, well, I mean, I don't. I get the feeling you weren't really big on Dime and... Uh, and yeah, I don't that's really, true. Yeah. So honestly, I can't I can't take off Don. I would and put Moon on there, but Don's a special movie. I can't do it. So I mean, I think taking a rival off would be a mistake. Absolutely. I think I, th- I think I think putting Moon on instead of Don would be a mistake. Um Primer, District Nine, Blade Runner, her. I mean, dude, we could we got a pretty rock solid list, I think, man. I mean, I guess maybe if I was feeling like uh, particularly like giving, I would take like AI off and put Moon on, but I just can't in good conscience do that. Yeah, you feel pretty strongly about that movie, right? So I don't know, man. I feel like um, I understand Don is more of a popcorn movie, and Moon's right. more of like an artistic sci-fi exploration, but I still can't do it. Yeah, Moon is a better sci-fi movie in terms of quality of sci-fi but in terms of my personal love like dine of the planet of the apes should be there now can you make the argument that's not sci-fi i don't really think so no i don't think so it's definitely sci-fi yeah yeah but also right, so, like, sorry well, go ahead well, i was gonna say the ones um attack the block monsters interstellar looper uh the martian under the skin melancholia ex machina these are movies you you guys should watch. They just didn't make our list. So, right. Sunshine's another one. I would say so. Yeah, I um, yeah, dude, I, I think this is a solid list. I'm, I'm gonna run down it one more time. So number ten, we got Signs, uh, the M Night Shyamalan movie. Number nine, we got Her, the Joaquin Phoenix Spike Jones movie. Nice romantic. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say romantic comedy, but it's more of just kind of a love story. Um, okay, hold on, dude. I just got hit with something. Uh-oh. Uh, I think we should take her off and put Moon there. You think so? Yeah, I think we should do it. I think if we want to be faithful to the sci-fi list, it is more sci-fi than Moon. Because Done. if we aren't going to recognize Ex Machina, I feel like her falls in that same category for both of us. Like it's artificial okay. intelligence type shit. Right. Yeah, it's not. I mean, Moon is lit more pure science fiction. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Moon should take her as number nine. Okay. All right, so to recap, we got Signs, number 10, classic alien invasion movie from Shyamalan. Number nine, we got Moon, uh, Sam Rockwell, and he's going to the moon. Uh, Blade Runner, classic, uh, cyberpunk, sci-fi, District 9, a modern classic, Primer, time travel movie. Number five, we got AI, should be number one, but it's number five. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, probably the best popcorn maybe the most entertaining movie on this list um uh number three arrival um god should arrival be that high absolutely i will fight okay. hard for arrival all right and this is coming from someone whose children of men is number two so number two children of men modern classic and number one dude i like our number one wally man it's it's an unconventional pick but i like it me too i think it's a special movie i think it's a thought-provoking movie um, I think it's a movie everyone should watch. I think it has a lot of valuable uh, social commentary in it, and it's also insanely entertaining. 
So hell yeah, dude. And it's, you know, if we're going to have a love story on there, better be, it's better to have Wally on there than it is to have uh, her. You know what I mean? I think, I think Wally is like actually kind of a more beautiful love story than something like her is crazily enough, you know? Okay. Um, shout out, uh, to all of the great uh, science fiction movies that have been released in the 21st century. Um, I feel like me and you, this was fun doing this. Um, and I hope, uh, all the listeners had fun, uh, listening to it and uh, give us a shout out on Instagram, on Twitter. Let us know what you think um, is the, uh, what do you think of our list? Do you think it's bullshit? Do you think it's good? Um, maybe you think you are like Jonathan and maybe you think AI and children of men suck. Or if you're on my side, uh, harass Jonathan online. He runs our Instagram account. So I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be team Jonathan. Um, so, uh, (laughs) Hey, you're actually a character from twilight. So team Jacob, look at that. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. So, but no, like, like Jacob said, let us know what you think. Even if you fucking hate the list, if you think Wally's garbage, if you think signs shouldn't be on there, if you think AI is, you know, just the dumbest movie ever made, um, let us know. And I'll agree with you about some of it about AI. Um, but no, seriously, let us know. We want to hear that. We want to hear, even if you hate it, it's like, we still, you want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what you think should be number one. You can even give us your own top 10. We'll fucking read it on, on the air and talk about it. Hell yeah. And we, um, and I feel like we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, you know, not to wax poetic or get serious, but like, you know, we want to kind of create uh, sort of a vibe on this podcast where it's, um, you know, the silver screen video a place you can come and listen to people talk about movies and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, if you're out there and you, um, you know, maybe you're not old, uh, like us and you've, and maybe you are not obsessed with movies like we are, and maybe you haven't even seen most of the movies on this list. Well, Hey, you know, dive in, uh, this is, I feel like we can both get behind this list and say, Hey man, if you like, if you like us and you like hearing us talk about movies, which you do, or why would you be listening? Um, check out these movies. You'll have a good time with, uh, most of them and maybe you won't have a good time with it and you'll have something to, uh, harass us about, you know? Yeah. This is what it's all about. This conversation is like one we've had numerous times through text messaging or on the phone or in person. And, and it's a fun conversation. It's a video store conversation. These are the clerks conversations. These are the Tarantino conversations of the early nineties, late eighties. Like this is what film is about, in my opinion. These are the, these these are our clerk recommendations for twenty first century sci fi. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's uh, all right. Let's let's cut that there, and uh, you have something you wanted to do in honor of the late great Spartacus. Yeah, I just wanted to. Um, I just wanted to mention, um, sort of briefly. Um, Kirk Douglas was a legend. He was a, he was a great actor. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about his life, read some quotes that some people have written or said about his work. And, um, I don't know, man, feel free to, I know I, I haven't like really prepped you for this, but feel free to chime in with whatever, uh, takes that you have about Kirk Douglas or any of the shit that I'm going to go over. This will just be like a brief, a brief thing just to kind of get an appreciation out there for an actor that if you're not familiar, and I'm not familiar with all these movies that he was in. Um, I'm definitely going to watch a few of these. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Give you a good, a good primer on Kirk Douglas, what his life was about. He was a very interesting man. Um, so I want to read um, first off, there's a quote here by a, by a filmmaker named Guy Madden uh, who said that Douglas, uh, his body has always seemed made up of a series of triangles. 
His face was a sizzling griddle cake of unconcealed emotion. His voice was a rising staccato spiral of agony. You always know what you're going to get, but it's always far better than you anticipate. Burnt Lancaster may have been the most physical actor of his generation. Bob Ryan was the barkiest. Robert Mitchum was the sleepiest. Charlton Heston was the most authoritative yet bewildered. But in facial acrobatics, Kirk Douglas easily takes the gold. His line readings were consistently, reliably, surprising, original, and memorable. They burrow deep into the nervous system. So this is not just... You know, he wasn't just kind of a big, you know, movie star hunk. This is a trained actor. Um, his birth name was uh, Isir Danielovich. Uh, they called him Izzy Dembski when he was a kid. He grew up in upstate New York. He was the son of Jewish immigrants uh, from uh, what used to be called Russia, but today is called Belarus. Um, so Russian Jews were his parents and his family stock. Um, he has a quote here. He wrote an autobiography in the 80s called The Ragman's Son. And the title comes from his father, who he says, um, quote, who had been a horse trader in Russia, but he got himself a horse on a small wagon once he moved to the United States and became a rag man, buying old rags, pieces of metal and junk for pennies, nickels and dimes. And then it says, even on Eagle Street in the poorest section of town where all the families were struggling, the rag man was the lowest rung on the ladder and I was the rag man's son. So this is, I mean, I mean, he came from nothing, you know, this is, this is a man who came from nothing and became a beloved, um, you know, movie star lived to the age of 103. Um, then it said, uh, when he was walking to school as a kid in upstate New York, it was like running a gauntlet as he dodged roving gangs of boys eager to beat up on the Jewish kid. Um, these years instilled in him an intolerance for injustice and a deep seated anger that never went away. And there's a really interesting article in the New York Times from a couple days ago where the rabbi of the Sinai Temple in Los Angeles um, talks about how he read and studied with Kirk Douglas uh, during the last 25 years of his life. He got really attached to the Jewish religion and found a lot of meaning of that in the last quarter of his life. Um, and the rabbi says here, he was angry about anti-Semitism. He was angry about the government. He was angry about Israel. He was angry about Palestine. And he was angry about things in the Torah he did not like. Um, so kind of an interesting turn that after his movie career was over, he really got deeply involved in the Jewish religion. Um, yeah, I had no, I had no idea school. about that. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, he was he was a really interesting guy. Um it says here he performed in high school plays and worked odd jobs um trying to get through university, but eventually he landed at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. New York City, that is. And that's where he became friends with Lauren Bacall. And of course Lauren Bacall, you know, the famous, you know, actress from back in the day who also died recently. Um and she recommended him to a producer named Hal B. Wallace, a famous producer. Um now, then he went off to serve in World War II. Um, he was a communications officer in the Navy. And when he got back, that producer, Hal Wallace, began to cast him in movies. And the first real movie he was in was a 1946 noir called The Strange Love of Martha Ivers. Have you ever seen this, John? I have not. I haven't seen it either. I've heard about it, but I never, I've never seen it. It's, he co-starred with Barbara Stanwyck and... It says here that it is a lurid noir melodrama, a flambe of lust, 
corruption, bad memories, and murder. And uh, in an interview with Kirk Douglas, he says, quote, I've always been, I love this quote. He says, I've always been attracted to characters who are part scoundrel. I don't find virtue photogenic. I love that quote. I don't find virtue photogenic. I agree. Um, That's a, that's a great way to view it. Like those characters are more fun. Like, and I feel like it's almost uh, oddly enough more relevant now, because as I mentioned earlier, we now have had two different actors portray the Joker and win an Oscar for it. We all find something interesting about scoundrels. Like they're more fun. Everyone always loves the villain more. So it's cool that he was honest about it and was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do because it's more interesting. Sure. And it's interesting to think about it in today's context where it's like, oh, wow, well, these like anti-heroes are so popular on TV and stuff. Now this is a new era. And it's like, nah, man, they've been doing this shit since the 40s. Yeah. I mean, look at the old school Westerns even like, dude, they had some of like the best like villains or anti-heroes that just went from like town to town. Clint Eastwood just fucking killing people and stuff like it's Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's fascinating. When you when you start reading about this stuff in the past, you realize wow, there really is nothing new under the sun. You know, a lot of this stuff we think of as very modern has been going on for years in, you know, in cinema. Um his next role after this was as a gangster in uh an Out of the Past from 1947, which is actually one of my favorite uh noir films of all time. It's it's really one of the best film noirs. Um um it's got Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas and Roger Ebert has this quote about this movie. He says there were guns in out of the past, but the real hostility came when Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas smoked at each other. And I love that phrase because there are scenes in the movie where literally Kirk Douglas and Robert Mitchum are just kind of glowering at one another and, you know, puffing on cigarettes and they're both gangsters. And it's just, uh, it's just such a fucking good movie. Um, and then after this, he made a movie called Champion, and that is what made him a star. It was in 1949. I've never seen this movie. Um, and he plays a boxer, and um, it was a fantasy of the type of guy that a woman should never fall for in real life. Um, his, I'm, I'm reading a quote here. His wiry build and swooping pompadour are part of his hard scrabble virility particularly in the context of all that's been written about the male gaze in cinema, we pay scant attention to the way movies objectify men. And Douglas was practically built for objectification. I love that because you watch these movies. He's, he's taking his shirt off, you know, he's tough, he's masculine. He's, he's every bit of sex symbol as Marilyn Monroe. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, look at Spartacus. Which I found really fascinating. Like Spartacus alone. Like, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Ju- okay. Just a couple more things here in his life. Um, he, uh, he wrote a, um, yeah, like I said, he wrote a, uh, um, a, uh, autobiography called the rag man's son. It's interesting. Somebody calls this quote, an exhausting read, all the fights and the fallouts, the wrestling bouts, the litany of carnal conquests and contractual flare ups, the carnival of immodesty starts early and never subs. I love describing his life as a carnival of immodesty, you know? Um, That's an interesting way killer. to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> a carnival of immodesty. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite movies of his is a Billy Wilder movie called Ace in the Hole. Um, and this is a uh, quote where he gives one of his great over the top sadomasochistic performances as Chuck Tatum, a bent reporter. 
He's a liar, a fabricator, an adulterer. He's desperate for a scoop and a ticket back to a big city newspaper who winds up in the hick town of Albuquerque. One of the best movies made about the ethics of the press. Do you know this movie, John? Yeah, I've actually seen that movie. I saw it when I was a kid. Um, Dude, love Ace in the Hole, man. Yeah, I have not seen it in like the last 15 years, so I should probably watch it again. But yeah. Yeah, it's really good. He, it's about a it's about a reporter who used to work for like a big New York paper and then gets ostracized and he has to go work in Albuquerque and he's trying to work his way back to the big city. And he does horrific things in order to get back there. Um, uh, but then there's another movie that's a real popular one. It's called The Bad and the Beautiful from 1952. Um, there's a critic who said it's nothing less than the greatest drama about classic Hollywood ever to come out of classic Hollywood. Um, I actually saw this at the Museum of the Moving Image out in Queens uh, about a year ago. Um, He plays an unscrupulous movie producer called Jonathan Shields who will seduce and manipulate anyone to get what he wants. Yet Douglas played the part with a hard-boiled fusion of ruthlessness and romance. Um, And then he played for, he played a biopic, uh, he played Vincent Van Gogh in a biopic. Quote, an old-fashioned and in many ways dated biopic. And that Vincent Van Gogh as an artist now seems more contemporary than the movie itself. Yet Douglas throws himself into the role as if he were tossing himself overboard. Um, which I find really interesting. Um, have you ever seen that, him play Vincent Van Gogh? I have not. I actually was reading about it uh, a couple of days ago when I was reading about him. And uh, I've not seen it, so I would like to check it out. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it either. I wonder like what... I don't know. I wonder like what he brought to the table and wonder how hammy that performance is, you know, um, in a good way. Um, so anyways, and this is where this is kind of the last thing that I'll get to. Um, after that, he set up his own production company called uh, Berna Productions. It was named after his mother. Um, and he set up his own production company. And that's when he was approached by Stanley Kubrick um, with a screenplay for Paths of Glory, uh, which is a 1957 Stanley Kubrick war movie. Uh, World War One movie, um, and Stanley Kubrick was trying to, was having trouble getting the project off the ground because he had only directed one movie at that point. Um, so then Kirk Douglas committed to co-produce the movie and star in it, which basically got the movie off of the ground. I mean, we might not even shit, we might not even have Stanley Kubrick as an artist today if it hadn't been for Kirk Douglas giving him a chance. Um, It says they fashioned a dark, emotionally disturbing film in which Kirk Douglas serves as the voice of reason and liberal humanism, tempering Kubrick's harsh, traumatic view of European history. And it's interesting. They fought over. um, They fought a lot. Him and uh, and Kubrick fought a lot over this movie. Um, But I think we can both agree it uh, it definitely it definitely worked in the end. Um, Absolutely. It was a great yeah, movie. I've seen this movie a couple of times and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so then Kirk Douglas went on to start shooting Spartacus and he was, it was being directed by Anthony Mann who directed a lot of 50 Westerns in the late fifties and early sixties. Douglas fired, <laughs> fired Anthony Mann one week into shooting, you know, back those are back in the day when an actor could fire a director, you know, because he owned the production company. Um, and so he wanted to make a sword and sandals epic, kind of like Ben Hur. 
and uh, this is Kirk Douglas who wanted to make a movie like Ben-Hur. And so this was Spartacus. This was his own project. But Anthony Mann, him and Anthony Mann were fighting. So he fired the director one week in. And even though him and Kubrick fought tooth and nail over Paths of Glory, Kubrick is the director that he chose to come on and finish Spartacus. Which I, which I thought was interesting because, I mean, they had kind of a love-hate relationship, but Kirk Douglas knew, I got to get this Kubrick kid to finish out this movie for me the way that I want to. Otherwise, it's not going to be any good. I, was, I found that interesting. Yeah, I mean, it just shows how much respect and like how much he saw that he was an artist and he knew he could bring something to the table. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Right, and just... Um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be just about the end of it here. Uh, real quick, it was um, uh, Trumbo. You know the movie that had uh, what's his name yeah, in it? Yeah, Cranston. Uh, Cranston had Brian Cranston in it. Uh, he um, Dalton Trumbo was the uh, screenwriter of Spartacus, and he was the only one credited for the for the script. He wrote the script for it, and that was a big uh, that filthy that communist. well it's interesting that was a big that was something that was a big contributor to uh breaking down the barriers of the blacklist when they started blacklisting communists in um in hollywood and the the willingness of kirk douglas to be like no he's gonna make this movie and he ended up working with trumbo on a few other movies so he's also he was also instrumental in um you know breaking down the blacklist in hollywood in the 60s um so yeah, uh, in the seventies, he started to die down and started to, uh, you know, not making so many movies and his, his son, Michael Douglas, who I'm sure all of, you know, uh, began to be popular in the eighties. Uh, he won an honorary Oscar in 1996. And that was when he had a stroke and, uh, lost his ability, uh, to speak and really wasn't, um, able to have any public appearances after that. Um, but he, you know, kept on, kept on trucking and I'll just finish with this quote from his son, Michael. Uh, Michael Douglas, uh, in a statement, he says to the world, he was a legend, an actor from the golden age of movies who lived well into his golden years, a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the causes he believed in set a standard for all of us to aspire to. And I guess without context, I should have mentioned that he, uh, he spent much of his later years building and rebuilding playgrounds throughout both Los Angeles and Jerusalem uh, and many philanthropic projects, including schools, hospitals, um, you know, him and his wife were, uh, were big into that. So, uh, shout outs to a real one, you know, shout outs to a, a real, uh, real King, a legend of, uh, of classic Hollywood cinema. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm not sure, I'm sure the listeners appreciate it, but I appreciate that little rundown and, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it'd be nice to just give a little overview of, Hey, this guy was, you know, other than to just kind of say in passing what he was, you know? Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, we were going to do a film recommendation and all that, but I think that's a good way to end it. I think we're going to, we'll play our special clip of, uh, of the man himself and then we'll just, uh, wind it down. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, do you want to say your uh, special little catchphrase? Yeah. Speaking of which you promised the listeners a catchphrase you didn't get. Or we didn't get, so just throwing that out there. You lied to us, essentially. God damn it. Um, should I do I'm Spartacus again? Should that be my catchphrase no. now? No, that's that's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, it is. I should edit that all out. Wait are, you, <laughs> wait, are you sure you don't want to do your movie recommendation? Okay, fuck it. I'll do it. Okay, 
So yeah, just do it, dude. So okay, let's play the the clip for for Mr. Spartacus. R.I.P. to a real one. Here we go, Kirk Douglas. R.I.P. Dude. I'm Spartacus. 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 Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's um, let's talk about film recommendation. What is in the VCR this week? I'm taking it. I get to make the first suggestion. I'm christening this next week. You can have it. <laughs> this is the movie. Go for it. I, I really thought a lot about this because I was like, this is the movie that's going to open up. This is the movie that's going to let everyone know that we're doing film recommendations now. And I was like, should I do a Western? Should I do an old movie? Should I do a new movie or newer movie? And I thought, you know, fuck it. Go with your gut. And I said, this is the first movie I thought of when I sat down. I wrote it down and I was like, that's the one. It's a little bit of a curveball. But – I'm throwing the gauntlet down. Everyone needs to see this movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it and we'll talk about it. And that movie is The Salt and Sea with Val Kilmer. The hell? Exactly. The little curveball there. <laughs> it's uh it's a phenomenal movie. It's got Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, Peter Sarsgaard gives one of his best performances he's ever given. It's an indie movie about a drug addict, a trumpet player. Uh, he is insane. This is peak Val Kilmer. This is like when he was making uh, indie hits and he was still uh, a normal person. <laughs> so um, From 2002, we should say. Yeah, this is an old movie. So the next movie, I figured I'm going to do a rotation. Next time it's my turn, I'll have a classic. But I wanted to pick something that would really, uh, a movie that resonated with me, a movie that I revisit annually. I've loved it since the first time I rented it from Blockbuster. I saw the cover. Uh, a, a friend of mine who worked at Blockbuster recommended this movie. I was like, I got to fucking watch it. This is the indie selection of the week. Thinking of that movie brought all those memories back. So this is why Salt and Sea had to be my first film recommendation for our listeners. Wow. Okay. So that's what's playing in the VCR this week. If you stop by the Silver Screen video this week, that's the movie that's going to be playing on Luke. On Luke? <laughs> that's, the, that's the movie that's going to be playing on on loop with a p and that's uh yeah that's our that's our official recommendation of the week i uh, haven't seen this movie but uh sure yeah yeah don't 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 pander to me uh you know whatever man it was just a bit of a surprise man i thought you were gonna go with uh i don't know see that's the thing i i, I went with like the reason that one meant a lot is just because of all the reasons i said man this was block this was the hate blockbusters heyday this was it this was uh where i was at the, that's true the best place on the planet at the time was blockbuster on uh highway 90 point. so yeah man. highway 90 in pace right in front of the home depot and i didn't go to that one that one sucked i went to the milton one <laughs> oh, the one in wait, the one in, no, the one in Milton was not nearly as good as the one on. That's on, where all my friends were. Well, all right, okay. Either way, semantics—they're both great. They're all great. 
let's let's argue about which blockbuster was better off pod. Yeah, let's do that. So guys, we hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> this is our this was our list. Top ten sci-fi movies of twenty first century. Tell your friends, listen to this, let us know what you think. We had a blast. We will be doing this again with a different genre, different year. And uh yeah, it was a fucking good time, man. Hell yeah, I enjoyed this, man. Had a lot of fun. Hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, email, all the good shit. It's in the show notes. We want to hear from you, the audience. We want the conversation going, so let us know. Yeah, you motherfuckers out there listening in France, hit us up. What are you doing? What, what's life in What's life in France like? Yeah, how do let you feel what about cinema? Yeah, what, what's your what? Yeah, what's your favorites? Like, yeah, people from all around the world, let us know. We want it. Like, this is this is why we're doing it. So let us Somebody, know. Somebody's listening to this in Brunei. Motherfucker, if you live in Brunei, hit us up. Let us know what's going on in Brunei. And in America, just so you know, motherfucker is used as a term of endearment. So don't take it offensively. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean that as an insult. But uh, yeah, that's it for me, man. You got anything else to add? I'm good, man. Okay, guys, thank you very much for stopping by the Silver Screen video. And we will see you next week. Done, done, done. Are you done? All right, I'm gonna start in ten seconds. Hello and welcome. Done, to- done, done. done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. I had to do it once. All right, okay. twenty-five seconds. Okay. <laughs>